You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. People pay good money to see this movie. When they go out to a theater, they want cold sodas, hot popcorn, and no monsters in the projection booth. Everyone pretend podcasting isn't boring. Turn it off. Should affect our snowshoes. What? People do that? You know, fun fact, not only is it the oldest, but remains one of the most effective means of traversing the ice. Wow. Yeah, you're gonna fit right in at Beaverfield. Everything here is a little questionable. Ranger! The people. The weather. Everything. Oh. Ranger? You look like you just seen a corpse. Well, the roads are amped. And something's wrong with the generator. Which generator? All of them. Make it on the internet! Uh, also, there's a dead body under your porch. Holy! Ah! Ah! Probably a wolf. What are you, like a wolf detective, Mel Marcus? Who knows who will win it? Who's gonna kill next? I think we can all agree that it's unsafe outside. There's safety in numbers. Out of curiosity, who is packing? Well, we're having a good old-fashioned sleepover. With guns, though. With guns, yes. Everything about this predator is unorthodox. It's not a human. It's not a canine. It's one of them. One of what? A lycanthrope. A what? Lycanthrope. A werewolf. How did it gotten in here? How did it get out? Who says it got out? (laughs) Maybe. I'm a werewolf. Maybe you're a werewolf. Maybe you're a werewolf. You're a werewolf. You're a werewolf. You're a werewolf. Maybe we're all Are we really in a Mexican standoff right now? Baby, don't say Mexican. Just stand up. You know, we're probably just gonna head out. Hey, we're gonna just pull it. Oh, Here, right. We got it on our own. It's just a hey, You go ahead, please. Don't spare oh, me. Oh, please, please. don't. Oh, please. Please don't bother the lock. Me. I oh, my goodness. I could have gotten it. Hey folks, welcome to a special episode of The Projection Booth. I'm your host, Mike White. On this episode, I am talking with Mishna Wolf, who is the writer of the new film Werewolves Within. It is a horror comedy film. I wasn't sure what it was going to be like when I went in, and I ended up enjoying it quite a bit. I highly recommend it. It is available now with a limited theatrical run and soon will be available on demand. Mishna Wolf, tell me about the Ubisoft Women's Fellowship. Yeah, it's the Ubisoft Women's Fellowship. And I was actually the first. I was in the group. There was, a, there was a TV fellow and a film fellow, but we were the inaugural year of the Ubisoft Women's Fellowship. 
you know, it's like one of those days. I, I was already a screenwriter. I had written a few things, but the way it works with Ubisoft is they wanted someone who had never had anything produced. I went to see Ubisoft on a general and I went to see, I met Margaret Boykin there, who's the genius behind the Ubisoft Women's Fellowship. And, you know, a couple of weeks go by and she reached out to my agent and she said, Hey, does Mishnah want to apply for this thing? We're doing it this year. And uh, I applied like everybody else. And I got the fellowship and it was really exciting because basically Ubisoft opened the vault. And if you're a screenwriter in LA, one of the things you work to get access to is really good intellectual property. And they have amazing titles. And they sort of said, here are all the titles that aren't slated for a movie so far. And just look at those and see if there's something that sparks with you. And Werewolf was within that game. It was keeping me up at night. I just cannot stop thinking about what if, you know, what if it was now? And what if it was in New England? And what if, you know, what if there was like, you know, a lot of townies that are locals and and new people that come to town. And and I brought it to Margaret. I brought my concept to Margaret and Jason, who's the president there. And they were just like, yes, run with this. I love it. You know, that's kind of how things went. But Ubisoft Fellowship, I, I should say the Women's Fellowship is now open to anyone who wants to apply from anywhere. So when I applied, it was just people with agents. So that limited things to mostly Hollywood. And now it's open to any old person with a screenplay in a drawer who's female or identifies as female. So aspirants, bring your stories. I'm not really much of a gamer. Can you tell me about Werewolves Within, the game? So Werewolves Within is basically a group of people. I can't remember now if it's four or six. I think it's six. Don't quote me on that. They're sitting around a fire and it's in a medieval town called Galliston. Galliston is like, there's like a Romani wagon and some sort of cabins. And basically people put on their VR headsets and they enter Galliston and they sit around the fire and they have to ferret out which one of them's the werewolf. And, you know, you could accuse people and be right or wrong. And if, and if you get it right, the person turns into the werewolf right there on the fireplace. But What was interesting about the game to me was how petty people can get with each other, how sometimes it's not really about who the werewolf is. It's about who you're mad at, who looks like you just don't like the way that avatar looks, which is crazy because it's it's an avatar. It just sort of lent itself to me really well to a movie about private justice and about, you know, different archetypical people with big characters big funny characters that were like kind of archetypes of people you feel like, you know, oh, you know, when I wrote the character of Emerson Flint, I was watching a lot of Alaskan Bush people. And I I just really like the idea of someone who's like living off the grid a little bit and didn't really consider himself part of the town. And then when I wrote Trish, I was sort of thinking about a bunch of different characters that came to mind. Uh, I was thinking of serial mom. And I was thinking of one of the characters in Citizen Ruth and just a bunch of people. I just took it from there. Like, what if these people really had uh, something that was dividing them and it was a class struggle and there was a old timers, townies versus newcomers thing. And what would it take to sort of ignite that into violence? And then once I had that fireplace set up, my fireplace that was based on the game, Who is the best person to have walk into a completely conflicted town where everyone's angry? And I wrote Finn Wheeler. And Finn Wheeler, as you know, is a really nice guy. 
and he wants everyone to be connected and, and he wants to find middle ground for people and he hates conflict. And I devised an exquisite torture machine for him. (laughs) I always say the only thing harder than being scary is being funny. So what's it like making a horror comedy? Well, I happen to find the horrific funny. (laughs) So that's a great place to start. I like a certain amount of violence in, in the things I watch. And, you know, I knew that these kills were going to be funny. And uh, that was always something I wanted to do. You know, I just wanted to do a movie that was funny with a lot of blood. On top of that, I got to mix in like the whodunit genre a little bit, which is one of my favorites. There was so much to play with here. So a lot of what I did was just sit around and think about like, how can you kill someone in New England? Like, what's a really great way to kill somebody in New England? Uh, And that's like a really fun sandbox to be in. Did you end up with like a whole wall of three by five cards with clever kills that you could just kind of grab and inject into the script whenever you needed to? No, I think I worked more on a character level. I had to service a lot of different storylines and a lot of different characters. So You know, a lot of what I'm doing is beating out the different characters' arcs throughout the movie. The hardest thing is is keeping track of a group of characters like that and and also making sure they have a storyline that runs all the way through for for each of them. Obviously, the most important character is Finn. And I, I, you know, the, the story is there to sort of service his journey as a nice guy who's being told by everyone he needs to, like, man up and be more in charge and who actually is in charge. He is law enforcement taking the reins, this group of people that is just behaving so completely and utterly unsociable to each other is more than he can do. So his, his arc was, you know, obviously the most important story I needed service. And then beyond that, there's, there's a rom-com in there that needed attention. So, you know, it was fun all the way through though. These characters are like people I've been living with for a long time and They're big, beautiful characters, and they're really flawed, and they're full of human foibles that drive the story, and that was really like the joy of writing Werewolves Within. What have been some of your favorite horror comedies? Watershed movie for me was definitely They Live. I love that movie. I saw it in theater. I was way too young. (laughs) My stepfather took me. I think I was definitely less than 10 years old. The interesting thing to me was, you know, I was already a very political young kid, and you know, it was an interesting because it was set in a, a homeless encampment and there was sort of a takedown of capitalism in that movie a little bit or, you know, playing with it. And I, I just thought that the whole idea of these subliminal messages was really and it was hilarious. It's a very funny movie. So that was definitely a favorite horror comedy. There's also movies that people would agree or disagree that they're comedies. But, you know, getting back to John Carpenter, because I think he's such a master at the horror comedy. I felt like the thing had some really awesome comedic moments in it. You know, I'll never forget Wilford Brimley in the shed. Just, you know, asking if he can come back in now. He settled down. And definitely everything that Jordan Peele is doing right now is amazing. I loved Get Out. I loved Us. I can't wait to see what he does next. And Happy Death Day is one that I wish I'd written. Like, I'm just like, oh, yeah, Groundhog Day. But in horror, like... It's like one of those things that when you see it, you're like, why didn't I think of this? But that's a really good one. There's all the screams and the... So you turn in the script. Do they say, hey, thanks, Mishna. We never want to hear from you again. I mean, essentially, that's usually what I think what happens. That's not what happened 
with me. And that, this is my first time going into production on a movie. So I don't know what happens to other people, but I was involved. I mean, they, they sent me Josh Rubin's deck and, you know, at the very, when they first started going out to directors and hiring directors, they called me and, you know, it's really nerve wracking when your script's going out to directors. Cause you're like, what if nobody wants to direct my script? I mean, when you write a script, it's to attract a director and they're like, and then they got back to me and I'm like, I haven't heard from them in a long time. Maybe nobody likes it. And then they're like, we're interviewing seven directors. I was like, oh, okay, that's great. What can you tell me? And then, you know, I started getting different decks and there were a lot of people who would have been really great, but Josh really stood out because he, he was just such a great sensibilities match for, for what I initially wanted to do and what the studio felt like the tone of the movie was, and they'd been living with this movie for a long time too. You know, we'd gone back and forth on three drafts and a polish. So there was a lot of investment in the tone and the comedy and, and everything. And Josh just had scare me was just like such a great business card for werewolves within ultimately. How did the pandemic affect the film? So the shooting actually started right before everything got shut down for COVID. So I flew to set the end of February the very end, last week in February, maybe it was March, maybe it was the beginning of March even. It was really like, you know, and they were, you know, they were on the tail end of shooting things. I had no idea. I had no idea. I didn't even have a mask. I was just on the plane, like, la-di-da. And, you know, it, it kind of worked out. It was so charmed, actually, for this movie, you know, not charmed for a lot of people who were and still are suffering as a result of COVID, but for the movie, we really lucked out and, you know, we were able to, Josh was able to be in the editing room with Brett for the, for a lot of the lockdown and, and locking this stuff and getting everything ready. And then, you know, the sales process and all that took place, you know, also during quarantine. So all these were things that, you know, you don't need a big crew and a bunch of people on set to get done. I was sort of brought in to see the edit and, you know, give some notes on the edit. And, you know, you know, me and Josh were pretty close on the edit. We had the same sort of ideas about what should happen with the edit. And we had Brett Bachman, who's like a wonderful editor who worked on Mandy, who was like one of my, that was one of my favorite films from the year before. So I was like, so thrilled to be working with Brett Bachman. And I asked Margaret Boykin, you know, it's like, do you really want my notes or do you, are you just asking for my notes? Cause is this a courtesy or do you, are you interested? And she was like, no, no, we are really interested. So I lucked out and it's also just because working with Ubisoft, it's just an amazing pleasure for, for any creative person. I, I find them really, really inclusive, really, really collaborative, you know, but ultimately I think I played a very small part in the post. Um, I'm, I was just really tickled to see it when it was all done and the music had been added and, and all those little, you know, fine touches were put in. And I was looking at something really polished and finished. It was, Wow. So has Werewolves Within played anywhere before now? No, this is the premiere. The premiere is at Tribeca next week. So I'm going to get to see it for the first time with a real audience. It's really exciting. I'm dying to see it with an audience. When you were on the set, how was it seeing the characters that you wrote come to life? It was amazing. You know, this is the second time I've I've gotten to see my work. I I had a a pilot that I got to see a read-through and it was cast with like really great actors and there's actually no bigger thrill on earth. People make a lot of jokes about actors in, in Hollywood, but they're amazing people who know how to take a story and understand their place in it and, and really bring it to life. And 
they brought so much to these lines that were, they were always alive in my mind, but they were flat on paper and they just make this stuff alive and they make these characters. They just bring so much three-dimensionality to these characters. You know, act, good actors just make you look a, a lot better than you are as a writer. Were you able to work on other projects while Werewolves Within was being made? But you know what? When I was working on Werewolves Within, I was just working on Werewolves Within. I wasn't working on anything else. There was there was a couple other things I had just, I had to like finish up with that I, you know, I had, you know, some obligations that, you know, but but once we got past the first draft and Ubisoft said, we're going to make this movie, that's all I was doing. It's just trying to make the script, a script that would leap off the page and attract a director like Josh and hopefully eventually, you know, great actors like like the ones he he and, and our wonderful casting director cast in the movie. And I, I just wanted to thread that needle. I, I really saw it as my shot. The reason why I asked about other projects is that you've had your fingers in a lot of different pies over the years. I want to stay in the screenwriting pie. I feel really well suited for what audiences, I think audiences want right now. And I'm really a populist, but I love movies and it's all play and fun to me. And and it's a really good time. And I love using my little brain for this stuff. It's like, I don't want to jinx it. I have a couple projects, but you know, they're in the nascent stage and, you know, it's really hard to make movies, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a needle to thread. And, you know, I just hope that I, you know, that I'm in touch enough with what viewers want and what audiences are looking for that I get to thread that needle, you know, again and again and again. Mishna Wolf, thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much, Mike. says his prayers at night can change to a wolf when the wolf baby blooms and the full moon shining bright.